Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live with Shanti. I'm your host Shanti Perpolini and today I will have a nice talk with the music journalist Annika Gutska. So what we're waiting for, let's go! Check this out. Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode on Music to Live for with Shanti. I'm your host Shanti Perpolini and today I'm here with Annika Gutzka. How are you doing my dear? Thank you very much to be guest on my podcast. Thank you for the invitation. I'm good and really thrilled to be a part of it. Hey, amazing. Uh, as usual, I'll let you introduce yourself for the audience. So, uh, like you've said, uh, I'm Annika. I'm originally from Poland, but at the moment I live in Portugal. And uh, I would say that my main passion is music journalism. It's not my day-to-day -day job, which is translation, but I, I focus on music journalism in my free time and whenever I can do it with some album reviews or reporting from live festivals and concerts, which is something I'm, I'm really, really into. Yes, this is one of the reasons why we got in touch, because uh, for the audience, I was on tour in November 2022 with Zil and Ardor, and I, I saw that you were like writing a lot about the tour, liking the post, uh, and I don't know, I just got curious and I just watched your profile and I saw what you're writing, the links and everything. I say, oh, I definitely get in touch with this person. And, and then here we are. Uh, I'm so glad we found the time because uh, um, part of the podcast, this is what Music to Live with Shanti is just a nice talk in between two people. And, uh, and we just talk about music and our passion. And I would like... Uh, um, Use that advantage, the fact that you are a journalist in music, so you, you also have a lot of uh, experience. And, um, and maybe you can help me also to better understand some dynamics of what mm -hmm. happened nowadays in the music scene. So I think this is going to be like the main theme of this episode. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I already have a lot of questions. And, but first of all, um, I need your opinion. Because um, we are at the end of the tunnel that it was like the situation of the last two years. It was mm -hmm. very strange for everybody. Uh, the, the whole world just stopped. And culture, arts in general, has had a, a very hard and tough times. Uh, but at the same time, in that period, I noticed that a lot of bands had the chance to sit down, maybe without the stress of, oh, we need to go on tour, we need to release that and everything. They produced some interesting albums. And, and now, thankfully, we are back on track. Uh, shows are coming. Last summer, I suppose all the biggest event, festival, metal festival in this case, were like sold out or at least people just going to listen to yeah. and to still live this live music. And uh, for my side, from the organization and beyond the scene, um, I noticed that there was like... Um, of course, uh, the will to rebuild a scene, we give an opportunity, but at the same time, of course, uh, we are talking about money. It seems to be like our times because two years with no real incoming and generating uh, the money they, use, they were used to uh, organize these events uh, seems like a situation what we're going to do. So uh, do you have the feeling that this year, 2023, going to be effectively the year of the comeback or the biggest show or the biggest tours in Europe? I really hope so, for sure. This, this will be something great. And it's just like you've said that last year, there were so many sold out events and I would say really quite successful festivals, concerts. And this year, 
I mean, I, I do have some exciting plans for like uh, for later on this year. And yeah, I just, I, I couldn't wish it enough to the bands who are working hard and to the artists who should have this opportunity to tour again to play. So I really hope so. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, the one with Jimmy Jasta. The Just a Show, it's called, yeah. yeah. And uh, always interesting because it has all this energy, like when you talk about how uh, the different scene in between Europe and US. Yeah. And um, I was really, really amazed because he knew some, like he was talking about, uh, I suppose, the new one of the new members of Fear Factory that I mm -hmm. suppose is from Italy. Yeah, the vocalist. The vocalist, right? And mm -hmm. she and he's from Rome. And in this episode, was talking, and they were talking about uh, Jimmy. Just asked him, um, "Who are the most interesting artists in Italy right now?" You know, like okay, Therese, this band sounds like yeah. this, and he asked like something like, "Who are the Blink One Eighty Two from Italy?" You know, and <laughs> and it's nice because in my mind, listen to that episode. Okay, I I I will say at. I would say Vanilla Sky and, and the guy said the same name, you know, like, oh, that's cool. And, okay. and Ihazo broke out a name of an artist that is mm -hmm. in between rap and rock. And it's called Salmo. And I said, oh, my God, Jimmy Justin know that name, you know, like, because it's always yeah. seems like some so different seed. If you are some, from certain countries, you know, mm -hmm. that specific artist. Yeah. And outside, I don't know. It's, you know, like, it was so fascinating because it seems that uh, for sure, also even thanks to uh, the internet, but now all musicians have really a good base uh, to share yeah. their own music and everything. And I was talking about that with another friend of mine, shout out mm -hmm. to Frank Pellegrino, he's the drummer of Booze and Glory. And because when we recorded the episode, um, there was a, a band from Italy called Maneskin, and uh, Omaneskin, I don't know if I pronounce this correctly, uh, but they were like the sensation of the year. They won yeah, the San Remo Prize. And then in America, they became yeah. so huge. And and we say, oh, you know, but I don't like the attitude. I don't like the way they present. And then said, just, just like, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we arrived at the conclusion that this band did something important. They brought back live music or rock music, played rock music. Yeah. And yeah, this for is sure. the most important thing because maybe a teenager will start listening to Maneskin now. In two years, maybe we'll start listening to other kind of yeah, music. Maybe more heavy. Myself, I started if I was think about uh, if I think about the bands I was listening to when I was mm -hmm. a, a young guy, it's like nothing to do with what I listen to right now, but it's the process of building your musical identity yeah. and it's also fascinating. And and I brought out this topic because uh, being active on social media, um, I, for a moment I, I had also on uh, an account on TikTok and mm -hmm. uh, aside of them, so really stupid things that they are on that platform, It was interesting because there was a couple of bands they they like seize the day and uh, they use that platform for yeah. um, um, I would say uh, advertising the product and it was kind of interesting because it was successful. There was so uh, many artists, even not just in uh, punk rock, but I was in trap scene, rap uh, uh, that really had the chance to to be on stage thanks to their career online. Kind of strange, honestly, but this is like, suppose it's a new generation, it's the new way so. to make music. And um, I guess I was texting you last day about uh, one of my favorite albums that mm -hmm. is Sing the Sorrow of IFI. And, oh, you know, as I said, I really hope that we have the chance to have like uh, reissues yeah. and the vinyl. The vinyl. Because, because There are some albums that now are turning 20 years old, let's say. And I don't know if it's because 
when I was listening to that, I was in that phase of my life mm-hmm. where, you know, like it brings out a lot of memories. But yeah. even nowadays, when I listen to that specific album, it uh, it just not just brought out memories, but you recognize really why. Maybe because you can also do like some kind of confrontation with what you are li- we are listening to right now at the radio or on YouTube or on social mm-hmm. media. And then you recognize, say, whoa. Those were times, you know, and it was an interesting sound. Makes you feel something. Right? Yeah. It's like, of course, it's nostalgic in a way, but then again, it's it's just like very important because it is something that shaped one's music taste and just, you know, very, very simply said, something that, you know, help us go to a place where we are now. Mm -hmm. It means that. And if one would listen in the past, I think it's, it just leaves its influence, I would say. Yes, I, I, it's also fascinating that the yeah. the the emo scene is, is definitely not dead. There is still a lot of artists out there. Definitely. And something that I really enjoy from mm-hmm. the last past two years, there was a lot of emo bands. Uh, like, yeah. let's take big names like My Chemical Romance or or, or, or really older bands that are now really are still somebody like I saw the story of the year like just mm-hmm. released or gonna release a brand new uh, record yeah and I'm I'm really curious to see how this band like mature <laughs> into time and yeah the sound will also be improved it's definitely interesting how kind of things will evolve and for all the alternative genres I would say mm-hmm. since I hope, of course, we can be sure, but maybe now that, you know, after two years of this pause and of no live shows, basically, just, you know, maybe we can await something new or just some positive change, I hope. No, I think that this is, this is no, no options. Like Mm -hmm. everybody who is willing to keep playing live no, understood that the time is now. It just brings you good energy. You just go out and you show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I don't know, three weeks ago, I was uh, at a concert here in Basel of uh, Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. And uh, one of the set before was uh, Pennywise. And I was in really in the middle of the pogo. And there mm-hmm. was so the people of my more of my age or older singing all the classics. Yeah. And in the front, I saw some, some new week coming at the shows. And, oh, this was such a good feeling, you know, because you said, you were thinking, okay, uh, there was still future, you know, because honestly, I, I had the feelings sometimes, I guess, at the end in 2019, that the scene was kind of, became kind of not lame, but kind mm-hmm. of silent. No, it was not so rich of mm-hmm. charisma. And I know, I just, and seeing people now coming to the show, um, bringing back a lot of style that, uh, because I always think it's interesting, also not just the music you listen to, but also the, the way you're wearing, like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was wearing a, a couple of hardcore bands, shirts, yeah. uh, like this. Then I got a friend that was really kind of gangster rap. And then there was this guy who was really too, Nordic black metal, mm-hmm. and he was wearing, you know, like dark draw yeah. shirt with a belt that was the made of bullets. Like, hey, yeah. I really enjoyed that because it seems that somewhere this disappeared, like having really, or you were really into mm-hmm. that scene. And then it was, seems like, oh, everybody are more like in this, like kind of hipster mode, like this. Okay, you take a little bit of this and that. And then now I saw that uh, there was the con- Bring Me the Rise was uh, played last week, and I was shortly uh, in front of the concert hall. And oh yeah, I say yes, that's it. You see all the different kind of people were there for the music, but you also see where from where the inspiration or the music they were listening to come just for the way they were wearing. It. That was so cool to see. Yeah, definitely. And also what you mentioned about different ages and like you were from different generations coming to the show. I also think it's something, it's something great because, of course, there are shows you mostly see either like older people or like very young people maybe. And for me, it's also, 
um, I haven't mentioned this before, I'm 25, so usually the people at shows are a bit older or, you know, some of them, they can probably see that I got into music later than they did for obvious reasons. And it's, yeah, I just think it's interesting to see those different people at shows and also kind of not being biased or discriminating anyone because mm-hmm. of age or like kind of background they come from, even like different genres or the way someone would dress. It just, you know, maybe it's a very simple thing to say, but this diversity should be kind of encouraged that maybe we can learn from different experiences or genres and music scenes. It can just get so much more interesting when we combine it, I think. Mm-hmm. And you as a young woman, did you have any, what's your experience in the music scene or in the, let's say in the metal scene, like our times or it was always easy, let's say. Sometimes it gets, if not hard, then at least frustrating that mm-hmm. um, in situations where any man probably wouldn't be questioned or being stared at for being at a certain place, some people would find it some reason really difficult to to believe that mm-hmm. I'm a journalist or I genuinely like the music or I was discovering the bands myself and you know every once in a while you do have this revised behavior yeah. so it's frustrating it's luckily not something that happens at every show or is very notorious but sadly I think that for now you kind of can't escape it that's People just keep thinking in very, very like old ways, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed this in the hardcore scene. Uh, a lot of bands had like uh, positive messages. You see that mm-hmm. in videos or like this, but yeah. still a male-dominated scene. Don't, that's, there's no secret in that. And, yeah. and I don't know, uh, and maybe this you can give me also your opinion, mm-hmm. uh, because... I ask myself, it maybe comes also from this idea, you know, if you take like, um, I was watching some 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 movies about bands mm-hmm. in the 80s, or it results of these uh, um, oh, Motley Crue movies, yeah. uh, the, I guess last year comes out, and there is this idea of this band in the 70s, 80s, that, you know, rock star, uh, in, from one side, for the look, it was crazy, because uh, nowadays we also this. this this uh this they always say these topics about uh oh what does it mean being a man what is you know but a tough guy with muscles but then when you got you you watch those those old bands that you we all love they were like long hair uh and then makeup or yeah, skinny like jeans or and like and this uh, this uh, this um cat suite for yeah. men you know like it's it was that yeah. but at the same time so it's always in this movie the part where you see all these men have a, like a thousand of groupies and it's it's became like on kind of the the legend of sex drug and rock and roll and but at the same time now you, you if you reflect about this it's like things and okay so we are a rock concert this is the music and of course if there are women they are here for having fun but not the kind of fun good the good fun, you know, like just in this idea of this person, like, you know, yeah, and I think maybe it comes also from this place. kind of, of way of living the music scene that like mm-hmm. put uh, some subjects um, under certain lights. And of course it's not ethical, but um, I have to be honest, um, mostly here in Switzerland sometimes and Central Europe, tan in the North, Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember being on tour with Gosta Iris and being like in Norway mm-hmm. and like this. Um, I had people coming at the merch table. I really enjoyed like the approach, like talking yeah. a bit. And and here or like in South of Germany, having more mm-hmm. people asking, oh, or not used to see like a, a black guy in the music in that specific mm-hmm. scene or working with this band, you know, like and. I mean, of course, I don't want to put everything on the same uh, on the same plate, but you know, it's just to say that I I got that feeling that sometimes a music scene can be really uh, difficult to handle, you know, because uh, uh, some people seems like this kind of difference are really 
a big deal. So it's kind of, yeah, I think that the only, uh, I, I had this discussion in the last episode mm -hmm. and um, the guest, she was telling me uh, the same, like, you know, uh, when she started, went to the arc, she's from a very, very strong arc or scene mm -hmm. between New York and uh, Boston and uh, she said hey, it was really hard times because yeah, we weren't so many women at the time and so many people just questioned why you're here this is our space you know and yeah this can happen and I can believe it in the past even more so so I'm still kind of you know speaking from privileged perspective there were you know so many women on stage and so many fans who kind of paved this way, but I can still see it. Me and my friends, I think that, you know, each of my friends, and it doesn't matter, you know, women or like people of color or queer people, you know, in out in the metal scene, it can be, you know, it should be like alternative and kind of, you know, against the discrimination, prejudice, and people are still, yeah, they can be very narrow-minded, I think. Mm -hmm. when it comes to any minority so to speak yeah yeah i try always to to keep your garden like greener green than the others I, yeah 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 but i think it's important also to discuss i i mean using platforms like podcast or, or socials like to try to to give this this uh yeah. point of view because sometimes you go to a con when you are on a concert of course mm -hmm. you are uh, focus on many other things, many other situations, and maybe uh, sometimes you didn't notice that in, beside the pogo, two person just have a fight for that mm -hmm. reason or another reason or that. Uh, and um, something that it was crazy, mm -hmm. uh, but I honestly I was on the opinion of the guy because uh, it was like a concert a couple of months ago of Eight Breed, always in the states. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems that in the audience there was some um, alt-right guy. And uh, Jimmy just uh, saw that mm -hmm. and he, he said, you know, you are not welcome because we are, we are mm -hmm. playing for people. It pretty show it's for everybody yeah. who wants to have fun, who listen to music. And the biggest discussion was, is the band that has to really just stop the concert and starting mm -hmm. this kind of this dialogue and the discussion or acting, let's say acting. And I don't think mm -hmm. it's wrong sometimes because um, people like to talk. I mm -hmm. like to talk. But I, I mean, when people talk too much and mm -hmm. they don't act respectively. Mm -hmm. um, and in some case, I think it's important to say, I mean, I don't need to bring the being the guy out and, and smash his face against the, the floor. No, but show that, hey, with these ideas, with this attitude, you are not welcome. Yeah. And there was a, um, a person that also know through the, to the Instagram. Um, it was say, you know, guys, I don't think that this part is, um, well, I want to paraphrase what he, what he said, but it's like he said, I don't think it's is the is the band that has to say this to the audience mm -hmm. should be like the scene being active there and notice and handle these situations, you know. Yeah, maybe it's you know, I feel like if the scene they weren't they weren't acting against it, then you know, from the artist's behavior it's something I completely respect. I mean, whenever there is some, whenever they notice either like, yeah, alt-right behavior, so discrimination or like harassment or like, you know, violence. I'm not saying pogo, but, you know, like violence, someone beating up other person. Yeah, yeah I just think it's the right thing to bring it up. No, because uh, honestly, I like this idea of a music scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, a collective of people yeah. Who watch the shoulders of the others, you know, like we support when we say we support each other in truth songs or when when I like sometimes to really get into the lyrics of a band and I, I like the message they have. And, yeah. and the idea is that 
that message will really become reality in the audience because mm-hmm. the band is singing already this song. This is the message they want to give, but it's the message then understood and and um, and take a place in life of these persons. So personally, in that specific case, I will say, yeah, it should be like the scene that should like out control themselves or advocate mm-hmm. on everything, but. Of course, we uh, live in a society that is is not such easy to handle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, That's there's true. a lot of things that can go wrong. There is a lot of violence going on in general. Um, so it's yeah. not easy. But um, I definitely, if somebody in the audience have an opinion about that, I'm really happy if they want to write on Inst- my Instagram, Music to Live with Shanti, mm-hmm. or send a DM or an email, because I, those are topics that I would like to, to bring out in many uh, episodes, because it's so important. It's not about talking about what it was, but I would like to be like an active perspective on the music scene, because we are now, uh, we both like to go to the concert. Uh, on Saturday, I will be uh, listening to Siberian Meat Grinder with Napam Dad oh. in Zurich. And because oh. two two friends of mine are playing for Siberian Meat Grinder. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to, I will be there. But, you know, the reason why is that it's gonna, I want to go to that concert with this mm-hmm. mentality knowing how I want to act. It's not that I want yeah. to report something that, yeah, exactly. oh, you know what happened? It's it's so easy to be like this, you know? It's the, it's the music scene is something that is is a living being, you know? We, yeah. we need to nourish, we need to take care of it. And whatever somebody, as myself, is straight edge, whatever somebody is more in this and that, you know, just bring some good input and let people live a good experience because... Exactly. Um, it, I also had... Uh, to witness uh, some kind of very violent situation, mm-hmm. and in the end, it wasn't fun at all. You know, yeah, like, uh, exactly. Because uh, you feel maybe the anger of somebody, you feel also the aggression on somebody, and um, well, all I wanted was to go and listen to some good music, and yeah. and I'm not pointing the finger on people doing more show violent dancing because I'm the first one who's normally jump on stage dive mm-hmm. and stuff like this, um, and but at the same time I don't think that some people deserve to go really out with a nose bleeding just because they were there enjoying some good music. So yeah. um, it's always a question of balance. It's always a question of um, how people are acting, uh, how people respect. We were talking about women in the metal scene. Um, because it's, if I think one of the um, biggest, um, let's say, uh, singer, lead singer, female lead singer, um, for my age, mm-hmm. I will say um, the first singer of uh, Nightwish. I mean, she was like, uh, there weren't so many bands. Well, I think it was Within Temptation, Epica was, were already yeah, on the scene. The Lacuna time. Coil with the first albums. Yes. So we have like, in let's say in the metal, we had like already this trio of women that were like the, on the, sitting in the front, giving really a strong position with their extremely good vocals to the music. So, you know, you also understand this, there is a presence. So, the people, I don't think you're just, you don't fuck with that, you know, like just, just, hey, respect it. This is, this is presence. And for the, what is metalcore, I remember the first video I saw from um, Walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. And Candence was already, whoa, she has such a nice presence. And um, I don't know, it was so inspiring, you know, like uh, I always, I always liked the way she was singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, uh, yeah, though it was, I mean, I, maybe I also grew up in a, in a music scene that were kind of a more accepting than the others because it was really cool uh and positive the fact that there were people were so involved mm-hmm. whatever female male you know like but we yeah. are here doing some music and make uh music the music scene uh really a live experience um now then now after that and nowadays we have a lot of nice and interesting bands i, I have to do a shout out to mamba bites Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this band is a trio. They're doing punk rock, melodic punk rock. 
and they are just amazing. Mm -hmm. I definitely need to send you later something for them because they are they are on the rise. They are on the rise. Mm -hmm. They are uh, they released a brand new EP that I got uh, here. Okay, and it's it's really lovely sound. I got a wonderful energy. I mm -hmm. saw them play uh, last year a couple of times and always delivered a very, very nice show. And this just to say that it's so nice to see how um, whatever hard times coming, whatever are uh, the misogyny uh, in real life or on the internet, now women are here and they are producing so very qualitative music. And that's the way I, I to me as a, to show out there to people that are skeptical, the people that are so negative about that, that come on, we are here with the same will, with the same power, exactly. with the same energy. And the end of the day, uh, the fact is just to enjoy good music. But but I'm curious, um, when you write your articles, mm -hmm. you used just to like... Um, let's say, uh, recap, uh, how do you, do you listen to some albums, a specific band, and you describe and, and give your opinion? Or also, do you have the chance to be at the shows and really have interviews with the, uh, with the musician on the spot? Uh, I actually started with uh, live reports from concerts and festivals. So it was basically always after uh, listening to to bands if, if I didn't know them too well so I'm going for their discography and their music in order to know a bit more and then um, in the webzine I'm currently writing for it's actually all free so live reports album reviews which are kind of the most common because they're also the easiest so to speak and interviews as well even though I haven't done one in a while but they're also a part of it Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I also like, I do describe what is happening at live shows because it's, you know, sometimes it's also really good to, to capture sort of the energy and describe it a bit more. And yeah, I just, um, I just think it's something, it's also, you know, good if someone maybe wanted to go, but couldn't attend or, mm -hmm. uh, if there are smaller bands, hopefully help them with some exposure because yeah. it's also something I would love to highlight for some bands who are brilliant but are not too well known. So they deserve recognition, they deserve to be seen and noticed and supported. And as I keep saying, it might not be much what I'm doing, but if at least one band got a bit more exposure or some new fans, I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's something that... <laughs> I think we have a lot of bands because uh, yeah. um, back on the topic of social media, like mm -hmm. you can present yourself, but people and myself first, like uh, I used to scroll it, you know, sometimes you just forget yeah. or you see once and then you say, oh, what it was, you look for that and you don't find it anymore. After one mm -hmm. month, the algorithms bring it back and say, oh, okay, a yeah. month later, you know, but when you do an interview, when you do a short mm -hmm. video, I don't know, I think it's always more concrete what you're doing you know try to yeah. this idea of helping and and share and uh, give it this opportunity of being here listened to and hear heard and uh, also having the chance also to read some good texts because sometimes um i don't want to talk shit about anybody but it mm -hmm. happens to listen to to read sorry not to listen to but to read some some articles about music nowadays that are not so uh they don't bring you anywhere, you know, like yeah. it's just like a description of the album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if they do like a comparison, they just take like the big name. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> the balance is so difficult. So um, I, I just did some, uh, I just wrote some articles when I was uh, a student. Mm -hmm. I remember <laughs> uh, writing an article. My first art article was about uh, a DJ She's still uh, quite a well-known name into minimal electronic music in Switzerland. Okay. And uh, and then I did something for classical music. It was mm -hmm. like an exercise. We went to listen to a concert. 
uh, a very nice one. I still have a good remember of the Symphony Orchestra Basel. And um, and the day after, say, okay, so yesterday you, we went to a concert and now you have to write the articles because this is how it works. And um, mm -hmm. was that, uh, so interesting just not to for the academic part where you understand a little bit of what does it mean writing a good text? Because this is still important, I think. Yeah, because, um, I agree. Uh, I think that this is also important to say. Um, some more the articles is, is well written with a good uh, catch and and really interesting lecture. Uh, it, it's so helpful for you, but also for your intellect because I still uh, think that reading books and could be like old books, but also new lectures that nowadays are released. Uh, it's always so healthy for your mind. Whatever, if you read one page a day or you read one book in two days, you know, it's not yeah. about being the faster, but it's really to to understand. And I know my mother tongue is Italian. Uh, while at school, um, we studied on some uh, opera of the Italian literatures mm -hmm. and you understand why some way to talk is so so good is so warm is so uh, intellectual but also is so intelligent and if you compare sometimes is how you see people talk nowadays even um on uh, mostly on social you see hey what's going on we are losing a lot of that and it's not a critic yeah. uh, it's just that um it's something that everybody can do uh, and it's not something wrong because sometimes it seems the idea that okay, if you if you went too far or if you go in too deep, oh man, mm -hmm. you're losing this. And no, it's just about for you, just how to learn how to explain. I mean, because yeah. um, as I said, if you read something that is really brings you and gives the attention that the article deserve, uh, then also you are motivated and go and listen to certain bands. Exactly. And but this is something that you can maybe better better articulate because you 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 are writer. So uh, I'm, I'm I saw a couple of your articles, but some mm -hmm. I had to use the translator. Yeah. But uh, I I I really um, I really like the way you wrote about certain bands. So. Um, and then, uh, yeah, now I don't want to sound so after that uh, uh, speech about how it's important to go back and read some books. Sounds like an old man, but oh, I, I still think that it's important uh, mm -hmm. because um, it's also it's more elegant uh, even for for the bands you present. If you also present a very good and nice text, you know, like and. Um, so, um, but you, you have you ever been always into the metal scene or heavy rock, let's say, or how did you get where you are right now, musically talking? Uh, so musically talking, uh, it's been actually different, different genres. Right now, it's not just metal, but I'm also really into all post-punk genres, so the more goth side of it, also like dark wave, cold wave, and uh, just more goth stuff. Uh, but when it comes to metal and rock, it was, I, I believe, quite late because it wasn't anyone from, uh, for example, from my family or like very old friends, so to speak. It was just quite randomly when, I, I believe it must have been some, like uh, basically other kids at school were wearing metal shirts and you know, and the visuals, it was kind of striking to me. It was something mm -hmm. I've never really seen before or like not in everyday basis. So in a way, it was a bit a bit distant, like a kind of mystery. And I, I do have to say that, you know, in my age, it was the internet and just everything being so available mm -hmm. that you could reach out and listen to whatever you wanted in order to know more. And it was kind of like discovering it myself step by step and also maybe sometimes in a messy way, mostly with metal, and then also other genres that just joined and, you know, and also made me more open-minded to all sorts of genres because there is there is no point to really saying Yeah, that, one thing brings oh, to another, of course. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. 
I don't ever think that it's, it's worth it saying that, oh, I only listen to those jobs because like, mm. why should we limit ourselves? Yes. I don't think it makes sense. And there was a, like a specific like logo or name of certain bands that really you still nowadays mm-hmm. uh, like catched your attention and say, oh, this is interesting, this is intriguing or something like this. Could be. And I think that uh, one of them, uh, because it also like, influenced me later on, it's a, it's a cliche, but Battery was definitely one of them. Okay. And yeah. as I like to say, you know, uh, the teenager me, got me my job because I was really into Swedish black metal mm-hmm. when I was younger. And it was why I started learning Swedish because at that time, so in addition to Polish, my mother tongue, of course it was English. I was learning French. And when I was fluent in both, I decided that I really, really want to learn Swedish. Mm-hmm. A school in my hometown, it was like uh, classes after my school. So extra activities. It had Swedish, and I started learning, and now I work with the language. So it's like my teenage self got me a job. So yeah. that's interesting. Oh, um, you know, I ask you this because mm-hmm. I think that Poison the Well, you you know how it, the, you always written the name of the album. The logo, I the logo. I remember. It, it's just like it's a calligraphy. Like it's, okay. you, you can also not really... Understands like when somebody write a letter that mm-hmm. poison the well. I don't know. This was one of my first album that one of my friends gave in my hands, and I saw that. I said, "Whoa, that's and it's still in my mind." And okay, or, or like um, and the second, uh, but this is an old one because they had uh, like a new one now. It's the mm-hmm. old one of uh, the German band Caliban. Ah, okay. If you need to go and see a small boy in a gray heaven or like. Oh, that's now I don't know. Oof, now I forgot the name of the other albums. That's not good. But they had like an old font yeah. or old graphic. I remember that. Yeah, they changed and it. And that was for me like, yeah, that's that's not metal, mm-hmm. but it's not punk. It's not. I so say it was like in yeah. between, and it's still in my imaginary, in my mind. This is oh, this is what broke me at. But now I also curious because you said you were talking about. Uh, the goth scene and uh because it's something that i just i know that exists mm-hmm. i know awesome threads so uh some men and women wears like more uh in the dark uh, yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> that's it but uh, um it's still really a scene that still a lot i mean because it's, it was really i would say like a, a kind of a niche like uh because i don't know in mm-hmm. some some in some ways i know that i for the knowledge I have of goth, like I know there were some people coming, they were listening to like The Cure and more mm-hmm. like, I would say, what's post-punk or I don't know what, how to describe them. Um, and then there are some people coming from the punk scene, like really from back, like Misfits. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then they mix it. Then you got people coming also from more heavy music. And it's so fascinating to see how some genre really just 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 yeah. are fluent from different but to have like this i would say these common points and then create the aesthetics they get like a narration they create like uh backstories and everything exactly it's so and nice. it's, yeah it can all be connected and i feel like it's also one of the things about gothic festivals because uh, the one in poland which is in a castle so the one oh, called cool. castle party yeah. It does have metal bands, sometimes the headliners. Then the German, of course, Meraluna, it also has some metal bands sometimes uh, from other bands because I, I wouldn't really call them metal. Leonardo, they played a gothic festival in Portugal where I saw them. So it's also cool that maybe, you know, I have the impression that maybe goth people tend to be more open-minded. Yeah, right? Yeah, because, you know, you could imagine metal people kind of complaining that, oh, this band is not metal, it's, you know, a band out of the genre playing at our festival. But I don't really think it's an issue with goths. No, guess. right? And um, if I think of the, I mean, the, the, the scene dear to me is in between the hardcore scene, yeah. the American one, and uh, the skate punk scene. Mm-hmm. I think I've never been like a, a console player 
but Tony Hawk Pro Skater, it's like it was like the thing, <laughs> and most of the music I love was also in that uh, in mm-hmm. that video game. Fun fact: there was like a meme on Instagram to say, "Oh, why um, all these people." taking this and from that, but, you know, like appropriation from this or from this scene. And that's it. And there was this guy say, yeah, but all the music you are listening to, you took it from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. In my case, it was the opposite, you know. Yeah. I, I already knew these bands and I was mm-hmm. so hyped that in that game, I could play, listen to that music. Yeah. You know, that was the amazing thing. But saying so, the hardcore scene in the end is just baggy hoodies and camo shorts. You got it. That's it. Yeah. Whatever you are, female, male, them, that's it. And, um, but then if I go and look like uh, other scene, uh, and I, I love doing that while on tour because uh, I notice, and this is also something that I really enjoyed from country mm-hmm. in the North, that when somebody's playing, people just come to the concert. You know, they want to, to maybe a curious, they want mm-hmm. to listen to something, or they want to do something that even that music related. So you have more like, not necessarily all just for one scene, all united, no? Yeah. I always like to see that there was people like wearing like, um, I, I would say, uh, I, and I'm, I'm just, just to be honest, I'm not into cosplaying or something mm-hmm. like this, but I know what steampunk is. And you know, something like this, or yeah, women wearing like Renaissance uh, dresses, yes, and corsage, and everybody very detailed. You know, it's not just I go out and buy something, those are people that maybe know how to make yeah, their that clothes DIY. and then uh, hairdressing, how this is, and then make yeah. like, yeah, I say, Oh, that's so cool! Like, uh, okay, I suppose that when I, I you say your friends, I'll be ready in ten minutes. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yeah. a joke, but you know, like you see that people put really passion in yeah. showing, um, yeah, this lifestyle, but it's also a lifestyle that is so strongly music related. I would say, I agree. And this is also interesting because we were talking about that the last time about Stride Edge. Uh, about uh, you can you does it make it sense if you're straightish but you don't like the music and I I, I just gave my answer and then for mm-hmm. me for example it's like no <laughs> because I think uh, it's really so strong bounded to the music that yeah. it, it, you don't really catch really you can be, of course, and I always say, see, if I if I wouldn't be straight edge, I would say that I'm sober. Yeah. So, you know, there is other way to define yourself if you want. Yeah, there are but like to me, saying straight edge is because it's really related to my daily life and my passion for music. And as you said, I'm lucky enough to make what was my passion as a teenager. It became mm-hmm. a job. Yeah. And and but once again, going back to certain scene and 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 this is a. Uh, it's, I think it's so um, it's so motivating also to keep doing what we're doing. I would say also trying to to help the scene to grow, yeah. to know more like myself with the podcast, but also I so you writing your article, or maybe just focusing on certain bands and and say, so say, hey guys, have you heard of this and that and 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 this being uh, or I think in in a world that like nowadays everybody even more look for a certain identity. Mm-hmm. That is something that I suppose, I'm not a psychologist, uh, sorry, <laughs> I don't know the words, I'm not a, an expert on growing up, let's say, mm-hmm. but I think we all go through this phase uh, where we are looking who we are, or what is our role in our society. So. And uh, it's, so, uh, it's so cool uh, when you can do that, not just like taking one thing and you put on you and it's like it's your flag it's your way to show who you are but also if you if you thanks to that you um you learn more about the music you're listening to for example you learn more about some kind of craft or arts yeah you know there's there is so many things related so you discover that this process about uh choosing which side take in some ways 
Uh, and then you discover, oh, but wait, uh, oh, that's also interesting for that. And that's not... so you get even more and more into deep. And in my case, and I would suppose also in yours, music mm-hmm. just played one of the biggest role in some decision we made in life. And, um, and you know, um, there were some bands that would you recommend to the audience now? Like some bands that you maybe listened to in the last week that you think that are really deserving right now to be listened to uh, on, on, on whatever people, the audience listen to, I suppose mostly on Spotify or on mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, oh, the bands that come to my mind, there are two I was writing about and mm-hmm. two I haven't yet. Uh, so two of them, they actually appeared in my reviews, but I really, really enjoyed their music. Uh, the first of them is uh, Funerals. It's like written with a B. They're based in Germany and mm-hmm. it's like heavy atmospheric stuff. The other one is also like with atmospheric side, you know, so kind of do metal vibe to it. It's mm-hmm. it's actually written with like capital letters E L R. They're from mm-hmm. Switzerland and I'm seeing them next week. So I'm really, really excited about it. Okay, and of course for everybody who listens to I will uh, post all the name in the description yeah. of the episode. Of course, so no rush to go back sure. and listen to you and try to well, write no worries. It. Oh, sorry, keep going. Great. Yeah, um well there are two more. Uh, and one more Swiss band, which is brilliant. Uh, I think I'll leave it for the like for the last because there's also a band uh, which I've seen last year. They're called Witch Fever, and I mean the genre they use it's doom punk, and okay, it's, it's actually brilliant. I really love what what they write. It's also a lot about equality and sort of like being left out and very angry at at some points but it works perfectly for me and the the one i think it's the newest out of those i uh, discovered it's asbest from switzerland mm-hmm. they're great i mean haven't seen them live and and you know makes me really sad but even like in studio they just they just sound so powerful i'm really really into it and I definitely need to listen to those bands because I live in Switzerland. I have no clue, you know. Like, I mean, that's positive. That means that there is a lot going on. So I, I take it so. like a something yeah. positive, even if I have to uh, know bands from my country from somebody else. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah, it's always um, a way to. I definitely gonna to listen to all those bands. Um, uh, the music scene oh, nowadays is really, really flourishing from whatever yeah. you are looking for right now. Um, I don't know if somebody uh, is into metal, but let's say it's fresh, it's a, it's a rookie. I will advise to go and check it out. The website uh, metalsucks.com or .net, I don't know. But those are nice articles, a little bit funny it's not too serious but they always also give some interesting band where you co- can get into then they get and the range of the articles are about more metal but also more as a mainstream band so a little bit for everybody but from there you can really take an interesting road into something more dark or underground and um because uh I, rem- I remember going uh, to shows and on the merch table, there always been like fanzine mm-hmm. or something like this. And now with the time has been like replaced from vlogs and webzine, of yeah. course. Um, but I, I was ordering some, I was rearranged something in my house mm-hmm. and I found old copies, you know, from Things like collecting oh, shows, yeah. And uh, I didn't get nostalgic, but um, going back, to what we were saying about when you are into a specific scene, mm-hmm. you create something with your hands. You know, like uh, it's something that I hope will never get old. 
like being able to go to a shows and somebody just printed 40 copies of the benzene and or I remember friends buying the machine to do pins yeah and um, because uh, once again this is all part of of a huge uh, opportunity for everybody out there enjoying the music and some maybe will get into graphic and t-shirts and for bands exactly. or for projects or order can also do like some i noticed that on etsy this website where for uh, artists uh, there's a lot of interesting um i would say uh, merchandise or uh, or fan uh, um, uh, fan articles even for uh, for bands or inspired by and yeah there's a lot of this DIY sort of thing going. Yeah, exactly. DIY. Before yeah. it there was all there was a concert and not just the merch table from the bands, but there was a merch table for artists that came yeah. there and to show them. So uh, it, it was all going to a concert was always uh definitely a full experience because it wasn't not just go there, drink something with friends, listen to music and pogo, but also uh meet people, connect with two people and also see what, what the idea are of arts and exactly and sometimes you know the fans they would even like bring handmade gifts for the band yeah. and you know sometimes you can see that people really are moved into it they put heart into it and you know and it's meaningful you know what happens um years ago i was still a student and mm -hmm. in zurich shayulud played and i think in, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that they, they played uh, with the Young's version of Stick to Your Guns. Mm -hmm. Like the, the first album just came out. The band okay. wasn't the hype they reached mm -hmm. years yeah. later. <clears throat> and so I was telling my friends, oh, so we met in Zurich. So yeah, I have like one hour train. So I went home from the university. I just made my backpack and I just went to the station. Mm -hmm. On the train, but I didn't talk about that. On the train, I was reading a book. I arrive at the concert, and the location is small. Uh, it's very nice, small venue in Zurich. And, and Shailud, and I say, oh, my God, you know, I'm a big fan of the movies and the book and everything. And I said, oh, I, I just want to take a picture, but... I don't have yet. A, I didn't have like a, an, a, a cell phone, honestly, like yeah. an iPhone, because at that time I have a Nokia, you know, there's old school. Yeah, look. exactly. So I had a, a photo camera, but mm -hmm. I didn't have it with me. So I opened my bag and I see something. And you know what? <laughs> the book I was reading on the train was Frank Herbert Dune. So I gave the book to the singer and say, hey, would you like to sign my copy of uh -huh. you? And he was so hyped for that. But the best thing is that one and a half years ago, I did an interview with the bass player uh, of uh, Shailud. Mm -hmm. And I suppose he's also the singer of Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, as it is abandoned. And before the episode, I, I, I told him, that story, I said, mm -hmm. Shanti, damn, I remember of you. Yeah. You know, like, and he calls on FaceTime, the singer of Shia Lewis, say, hey, look at it, who's here. It's Shanti. I say, oh, yeah, I remember that you did read so much. Yeah, <laughs> that amazing. was so funny. So, guys out there, just, just, just do what, it, just do some crazy things because it's, it's so incredible. Or something you do one day, <laughs> like years later, just, came back with such a nice and good energy, you know, like this remember that moment. Uh, I have to be honest, I don't remember much of the concert because I was so tired that day. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, I remember yes. going there, signing the book. I still have the book. I have like three copies of Dune mm -hmm. and oh, wow. uh, one one is down there. And, yeah. and you know, like like that specific one is, is, is uh, got the signature of mm -hmm. the band Shailud and there's a band that I really like and I really yeah. respect a lot and <laughs> this is, it's about experience it's about music <laughs> scene uh, a lot of new release this year for sure a lot of new concert 
Um, I've heard there is some people out there that are still not confident going to the masses. And, uh, uh, but I have to be honest, I understand that because we also, we weren't for when you don't do something for two years. Yeah. Something like this where human beings are really in contact. It's not, it, it can be strange and kind of stressful. It can be. Or any kind of plans if you don't want to make anything in advance. Because like we're used to basically not like any planning. It was for the last moment in yeah. more certain times. So like, you know, not when the pandemic started, but in more like later on when there were restrictions, but you know, even like last year. Yeah, and uh, but beside that, I think that the music scene is here stronger than ever. I think that the music also helps many people go through those hard times and daily helps people. And uh, well, just just to close, I I think that that as we as we just talk, you know, about uh, um, the fact that you like also enjoy go to the concert, meet the artist. You also write for them. You write articles. You write, um, how we say, um, oof, uh, I don't have the words in English right now. I'm thinking too much in German. That's not so good. <laughs> but yeah, you you write a lot to uh, to be being able also to to help this band to get out of the comfort zone, get out of the of the of the the the, the small town mentality, yeah. and. Um, um, how is important really go out, um, leave the scene, even if, as we said in the episode, uh, it's not always easy. Uh, we were talking uh, from your point of view as a woman, we were talking about the discrimination that's still mm -hmm. out there. Um, but on the other side, and... Fortunately, this is the, the the side who wins in the end is that there is a lot of people that wants to share a good time, that wants to keep one style, one message, one scene alive. And uh, once again, uh, um, to recap, I, I've been always really fascinating. It's not my scene. It's not like the mm -hmm. goth one because we are talking about being goth yeah. and music related and everything, but it's not mine. But from my point of view, it's very interesting. Um, it's very, I, I also kind of, uh, very, I love fantasy novels and everything. So I, I could also connect just because I have this passion to yeah, that. So, um, how there there's always one way to connect to the scene that you like or the music would you like to to see live and guys and we and girls out there just go to the show let's go and meet in the pogos because you know like it's something that we need to show now maybe more serious talking uh, we need to show that there was still audience willing to go to the concert uh, because this is important right now. Uh, it's 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 always a business, but in a positive way. Let's say, uh, concert need investment to be organized. I work in the behind the scene. I know what is uh, the struggle and the hard works that there is behind uh, to allow artists to be on a scene, and this have to be paid. We all have our uh, uh, to pay our bills in the end at the end of the months. And it's this is the machine. I I know that some people out there are thinking about music. No, music should be free. Should be like not a business. But in the end, uh, it has to just to be a, a fair business. So of course you need to understand that the the people you see on the stage are there because there's some guys doing the lights, some guys doing the sound, some guys do backline, some guys just building the stage, and it's exactly heavy the work. Everyone. I was I work in Bern for the concert of uh, Hammerfall and mm -hmm. Power Wolf, and I remember arriving in this OK Stadium. It was empty. There was just wait. There was just just some part of the stage, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. They in two hours, these guys just just go up on ropes and set off the lights. Come two yeah. two big trucks of lights just come. 
two, three hours for lunchtime, we, they were already doing uh, the light setup. So everything was already working. Mm-hmm. And, and so why I'm telling this is because the scene needs to work on a different level. So enjoy your life, enjoy your passion, share this with your friends, your partner, your brothers and sisters, you know, like brings youngster to the concert and show them something new that are beside going to a screen of the of a smartphone, uh, because this is a reality. And on the other side, support the scene, support the artists, support people like you, Anika, that also write music, uh, write about music. We need people like this. So if you are interested to get in touch with Annika, you will find the description in, uh, the, sorry, you will find the information in the description of the episode. And uh, of course, if somebody wants to send to me or to Annika directly uh, what I've written, maybe it could be interesting to share us some opinion about, hey, you know, I listened to this band or I redacted this article about these records. I mean, I personally, I would be interested to read it, uh, read it and help you maybe with some advices. Maybe even Annika would be uh, able and willing to yeah, give it some feedback. So, guys, um, this was uh, the episode for today. Annika, I thank you very much for thank your you time. So uh, I really appreciate the fact that you wanted to share in this talk to me. Uh, we decided to go in some way freestyle because I didn't prepare like a, a, a fil rouge or the whole uh, episode, but I thought that it was interesting just to sit down and talk to somebody who also have the passion for the music. They also living the music scene in these days. And uh, I was also, as I said, really, really uh, amazed and interested by your articles Um and I think this, your uh, opinion and your presence can only be a good inspiring for people out there. Listen to the episode. And uh, as I said, thank you very much. Once again, if you are willing to share something with the podcast, with me or with Annika, you will find all the information. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or Instagram because this helped me to share the podcast to more audience. This is how uh, the social world works uh, but yeah please help us help me to uh, um, reach more music fans Annika would you have something to close the episode I would just like to thank you again Shanti for the opportunity I really enjoyed uh, our talk very enjoyed being here and like you said I agree with that completely that you know even a small support it can go a long way even sharing liking it's a way of starting that in social media and in real life. So I just think that we should never underestimate it. It's always a way of support, basically. Check this out.